through the music but today i decided not to do that you know you still gotta stay flexible that's right <laughs> the key to life this yeah. is gonna be the best thing ever today i'm very 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 honored that you're here tonight and you know we didn't talk about this pre-show but let me quickly introduce the video sponsors and then we're gonna introduce you properly mm-hmm. it's an honor this podcast tonight is presented to you by $900 in 90 seconds. That's Young's Insurance Brokers Thunder Bay. They're sitting up there right now. You can call also 344-9. Yes, you heard me right there. They are right now. That's on Tankster 905. You can see it when you, when you pick up your Persians, right? And you just look across and you're like... Should I go and check out that insurance? You probably saved $900 in 90 seconds. Was it 90 seconds already? Don't waste that time. Don't waste that money. Bundle it up, automotive, home, or just automotive, or home only. You make your choice. Quickrate.ca, Young's Insurance Brokers in Thunder Bay. Also, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by... Local pizza. Oh, do you, I, you know Jordan? Do you like Panzerati? I love Panzerati's. What is your favorite Panzerati? I'm a classic guy. I gotta go with the pepperoni and cheese. Oh, very good, very good. And eat local pizza does it all. If you don't know, they not just do pizzas; they do lasagnas. Oh, and vegan lasagnas too. Yes, gluten free. You jack that off right now. Panzerati and pasta, they are all delicious and unique to Thunder Bay. And that's very true. They have the 12 of the 12 of the best. They have this. If you don't know how to build a pizza, that's, that's, if you like, if you build a pizza and sometimes you just want to have a lot of pepperoni on there, sure. You can do that, actually. Yeah, I don't know how many pepperonis you can fit on a pizza, but you can totally do that. And the best thing is also you can order them frozen. Yes, you order them frozen pizzas. You can customize frozen pizzas for yourself. And then you always have your favorite pizza with your own recipe, with your own ideas. Eat local pizza out of your freezer. Yes, they have the one and only frozen pizza factory. Eat local pizza. Pizza 767-0000. That's quadruple zeros. Eat local pizza. Also, this episode of the podcast brought to you by Afloat Wellness. The one and only, actually, they have changed their handle, right? Lots of stuff happening. I don't know if you've seen the real. Go, not the real, the story. Go on there. And yeah, self-care, always. Because floating, that's where it's at. Are you relaxing? Definitely. Go a little bit further. Ice barrel today, Thursday. It was time. Lockery boys, did you guys show up? Did I show up? I wasn't there. Catherine was there. Lucas was there. Lucas dipped 34 minutes because he's going to be happy birthday, Lucas. Happy birthday, Lucas. I got you this card. (laughs) (laughs) I give it to you Saturday. I drop it off wherever you are. And here you go. Ben is there. Oh, he brought flowers. It's the time of the, you know, they bring the community together. It's ice barrel time. Chill out. 
Recovery, Mental Health, Community, Afloat Health and Performance. And then in the last, did they post it there? Oh, they posted it on Tracy's profile, so we can't share that. Yeah, they have the three float tank center and they have the ice barrels. And in the morning today, they were out at the marina at six o'clock in the morning. What were you doing? But they were embracing that morning sun. Yes. Ooh, there we go on the paddleboard yes and you can do the cold plunge in lake superior you do everything you stay flexible too right you te the tenants <laughs> they might shrink a little bit but then they come back again right that's right yeah uh -huh. and then you get more flexible is that true with ice bear with ice barrels i don't know about ice barrels and flexibility but mm -hmm. we gotta look that up in a bit mm -hmm. okay how do i how do i pronounce this correctly like the first word uh, in the title of the YouTube description there. I did not ask you before. I do sincerely apologize. Can you go to the YouTube live stream? We're going to do the introduction now. Bodhi? Is that yeah, correct? you yeah. got it, man. Okay. Bodhi Bodies Wellness. Woo! Please! <laughs> Episode 272. Bodhi Bodies Wellness in the studio tonight. How you doing? I'm great, man. Yeah, you yeah. look great. You move so fast, I cannot even hear you. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Let's pull up your Instagram right now. Do you have it ready, Jordan? There you go. Oh, wow. Look, Look at that. you. When, when did you update that profile picture? That was a couple Yesterday? weeks ago, maybe. Yeah. Not too long ago. Yeah. You had a different one be there before. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you scroll down, you might see it. The very bottom. Mm. Okay, let's keep scrolling. Oh, kettlebell. One of those ones, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was this is in Vancouver, in the rainforest? This is in Vancouver, yeah. 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 See, I knew all those trees. Uh-huh. You've been there? No, but Kuba's <laughs> okay. been there right now. Kuba is um, a wrestler. In... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Kuba? Yeah, yeah, I do. Kuba! I do. <laughs> He's the best. He is, and he's, yeah. uh, he has been competing, too. He does ice belts, too. So that's how I met him. And then he was on the podcast. And, you know, he right now is somewhere out there. Uh -huh. In his stories, he's sharing his travels. Uh -huh. That's why I, was, I saw the tree, I saw you, and I was like, yeah, I know where you are. What are you doing there? Right there. I'm posing for a picture. Mm -hmm. uh, where is that? Somewhere in the rainforest in British Columbia, in Vancouver, mm -hmm. meditating, or Ooh. trying to pretend I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for Ooh. a picture. Okay. Uh -huh. No, you can't fake it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this looks pretty good. Yeah, so this is a full lotus pose. Uh, yeah. yeah. How long did you uh, did you have to move your legs with your hands to get there? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, a little bit. Yeah, does yeah. that's common, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can do it from uh, from headstand or handstand. Oh, them up. yeah, yeah. Whoa, prove it. <laughs> can you juggle? Can you juggle? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Three. Yeah. All right. It's, it's on. Don't worry about the podcast equipment. You can take the headphone off if you want to, and it's easier. That'll be a lot easier. Mm. Oh, <laughs> that's good. That's good. I can't do this. You, you did, did it. it all. You did a full circle. I can only do two. Look at you go. Look at you go. Okay, that's it. That's amazing. Uh, and end on a on a good note. <laughs> you're you're flexible. <laughs> And that's a float, a float wellness here. Yeah. yeah, you know Gavin, right? I do know Gavin quite well. How did you meet? I met Gavin through Paul Hemsworth, who owns Thrive Strength and Wellness. Mm. And they're good friends. We were planning on making a, um, a year-long uh, strength and conditioning wellness program 
for the masses, for all of Thunder Bay, really. That's the goal. Yeah. But who knows what's going to happen there. But I met Gavin when we were working on that project. Yeah, because Gavin is flexible, too. Gavin's also very flexible and strong. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. He uh, is Gavin's profile public? I don't know. Jordan, are you following Gavin? Um, I don't believe so. What's his last name? Or do you have his handle? Yeah, Gavin Afloat. Gavin Afloat. Makes sense. It's just like, you know, he does this, he stands on those weights and then he puts his hands all the way down. Like he puts his body further down than his legs are. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Yeah. The uh, uh, Jefferson curl, maybe. Mm, oh, yeah. Look at his triceps. It's a horseshoe. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you want them to be. I can't do that either. <laughs> and look and look at the shoulder workouts. Your mind will be blown away. Like, oh. It, it, it doesn't look like it should do that. No. Uh. <laughs> hey, here's the Jefferson curl you're talking about. This is mind blowing. <laughs> Gavin is next level. Mm -hmm. Did you were you afraid when you met him? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Is it is there a competition like in in a good way between you and him on like how you perform in like body wise? Uh I'm inspired by Gavin and the stuff he does, and I think he's inspired by what I do. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I guess that's healthy competition in a way. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he, uh, you know, people always need, some people do need like their gym body, right? Mm. They go to the workout and if their guy calls in and says, no, I can't go, well, then they don't go either. Mm -hmm. But that's not who you are. No, no, no. No. Every day I'm by myself. You have to do it every day? I well, guess so, right? <laughs> I have to because I'm a I'm a teacher, so I'm. <laughs> yeah. Even if I don't want to do it, I'm in the class doing it. So, mm -hmm. uh -huh, yeah. Um, One question that mm -hmm. was on my mind all day today. Cool. Let's hear it. Yes, I was thinking that the mind needs to be flexible before the body is flexible. Mm. Very wise. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Thank you. You think <laughs> that's true, right? I do think that's true. Well. Opening the body is as much about, it's as much a mental game as it is a physical game. When you're not able to calm your mind in that stretch, when you're feeling that stressful position you're in, mm -hmm. if the mind's still tight, if we're hating it, if we're not breathing deeply into it, okay. there's no release, there's no opportunity to have anything change. But when we're able to accept, release slowly, breathe into it, relax the mind, then everything lets go and we're able to move deeper into the pose, move deeper into whatever we're doing. Oh, I like how you explain that. I do. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, when you stretch, that's, I, I'm, a, I'm an amateur, right? Okay. I run, I never stretch. If I do stretch, sometimes, you know, the first pose, I like, I put my legs and then I touch my toes, right? Yeah. Yep. The first time you do it, it's like you can barely do it. But then you you wait a little bit and you do it again and you're like oh yeah nice I can I can tickle my toe my toes toes now. <laughs> what is happening with the body there? Is it is it like stretching so much right away that you can move already further this quick? Yeah yeah I mean there's it's there's a lengthening of the tissues there's like a set point where you're starting and as you stretch once there's a little bit of release mm -hmm. and then as you come back in the second time. You're going back to that point where you got the first time and then you can move a little bit further. How so much can you stretch it? 
like how much is it like what is the optimum is it like three times you stretch each position no it's not that there's no set ah, amount uh, yeah it's not a and time wise hold it 10 seconds i'd say yeah to actually have an increase in flexibility you need at least 30 seconds wow yeah, to sustain stretch people cramp up then though right so, yeah. no 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 <laughs> you maybe <laughs> <laughs> i do yeah well, i probably would um But uh, it's more of an intuitive, intuitive approach that you would follow for stretching. Um, at least 30 seconds, but you can hold for as long as you want. Some some poses you'll hold for five minutes in, like a Yin Yoga class, for example. Uh, but yoga is stretching. Yoga is every, more than stretching. Yoga okay. is uh, what is yoga? Much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What is yoga? Well, take a breath. Yoga is. Uh, The spiritual practice uh, for us to slowly get rid of what we thought we knew about ourselves, moving from a place of attachment to ego, to a place of letting go of all of that into a place of union with everything. We think about yoga in the West as stretching. Uh, I feel like I, th I think about yoga as meditation. Ah, yes, and, and very much true. So yoga is an eight-limb system, and the seventh limb before enlightenment is meditation. So we build up with our yoga poses, the asanas. We do breathing, and then we learn to control our mind, learn to concentrate, then meditate. Then once we reach that stage, then there's the bliss. Oh, what's bliss? It's like no, I, I'll tell you when I get there. Uh, it's like ice cream. <laughs> exactly. It sounds like ice, cream ice cream all the time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I picked up some ice cream today. You know, I picked up um the what is it called? I don't know. We used to have that in Germany. It's like Magnum. Is it a Magnum? I don't know. But One of those bars. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like chocolate covered and with almonds. Do you are you on a strict diet? No. Okay. <laughs> I have been, but no, not right yeah. now. Yeah. Do you do you have phases where you are stricter with your diet? For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. What like what, what is that for you? Cutting out all sugars. Um if it's a yoga diet, it's two meals a day. Um so you have your breakfast and then you're in or midday sort of lunch and then Yeah, you start at eleven, twelve? Yeah, eleven stretch it. Yeah and, yeah, and then next meal around five and that's it. Okay. Yeah. When do you get up? Ideally, 5 a.m. for 4.45. 4.45. Why is it so specific? You got to be up with the sun. Okay. That's when the most, it's the most powerful time to, any, to do any spiritual practice, up with the sun. Why is that? Everything's quiet. Okay. Is it uh, twilight? Twilight, some, yeah. Some the, people say... Twilight before, yeah, right at twilight before start of the day and then also in the evening yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know there's old fairy tales that in the twilight in the morning and at night you can see fairies mm. right yeah and maybe there's some truth to that maybe there's people mm -hmm. who are seeing things you know and yeah i don't know this could be <laughs> you never know and sometimes you know sometimes also you know animals right they come along too mm-hmm And they, sh you know, there's a lot of cultures, they believe in messages through animals, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do, do, do you have an experience of that? Messages through, no. 
Okay. <laughs> I wish some animals are talking. So to let me. me tell you an example here. <laughs> Let's hear you. You have yeah. you have a story. I had like um, an emotional situation when I was younger, uh -huh. and. I left the place where I was and I walked outside and I looked at the stars and I was like trying to collect myself and then suddenly somebody rubbed against my leg and I was like in the front yard of a quiet street and then I looked down and I was a cat and then I was like ah, okay just like that just felt the cat I don't know. Helped you through it somehow. I, you know, I believe strongly that everything you see has a purpose. Mm -hmm. And everything that comes towards you, even if you don't understand it, has a purpose too. Mm -hmm. Right? And then some people also say, and I believe in that too, that the mirror you look at is reflecting towards you. Am I butchering this? I'm butchering this. If the if I would look at the mirror, the mm -hmm. world is my mirror, and it's reflecting who I am. Mm -hmm. We don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. Yes. Uh -huh. Good one. Yeah, I believe in that. For sure. Yeah. Me too. It's unbelievable to imagine, you know, that we all have our own mind and we all have our own lives because we are so captured in this body. Like we are... Everything we feel is associated with the body too, right? Mm -hmm. And in our way of life, the mind usually is not prioritized. Nor the body really either. Even scientists. If they study and they do like, they pray to you and tell you, this is very unhealthy for you, you should work out more. But most scientists are not very healthy either. <laughs> right? Right. They know yeah. about all those studies, uh -huh. but they... Some are, some are not. Uh -huh. It's crazy. And it uh, just goes to show how hard it is to actually, <laughs> actually do the hard things in life and make the changes we need to make. Because we have so many distractions. Right. Right? Do you get easily distracted? Yeah. As much as anybody else in this world, I think, yeah, yeah. But you it's, are you. You seem very grounded. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like when I ask you a question, you really take it in and you you reflect it and then you answer. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. I like that. Mm -hmm. You know, when you drive and you listen to music, does it, do you take it? Do you take that music, that emotion, or do you do you stay grounded all the time? What's like? What is what is the purpose of a day for you? Where mm, you, you well. Big question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just uh, come out of me. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> as best as I can, I try to stay level. I stay, try to yes. stay grounded in myself. Um, that's the whole practice. And that is spiritual practice is being able to maintain your own equilibrium despite the external circumstances that are going on around you. Yeah, so you believe in an aura and stuff, and energy and An stuff? aura and energy, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 okay. It's a real thing. Do you set your color for your aura? No, not intentionally. Okay. No. Uh, have you met people that can see the aura? I have, yeah. Okay. <laughs> there's a there's a technique in, you can actually take pictures of your auras, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. What's the type of camera, camera called? I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah. You can buy that camera too. It's super expensive, but then you can take pictures of auras of people. Mm -hmm. Jordan, look that up, please, if you are able to find that. I don't, it's not a German thing, right? It's not a German guy who invented that? 
No idea. No idea. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Do you play around with that? Like you tr train to see things? Mm, no. Okay. I mess around a little bit with it, but I find a lot of that stuff's a distraction from what's really important. What is really important? Just the awareness that you carry through your day. Yeah. Uh, interactions with real people. Uh, so be present be present and then how do you how do i talk to you how do i talk to jordan mm -hmm. and how do i talk to the person at the grocery store what am i carrying inside of me when i go out into the world right um and that's your aura though right so right. <laughs> at the same time i'm it, you could say that i'm being aware of my aura by how i what i put out into the world and what i take back into me yes mm -hmm. And it's an exchange then. For sure. Right? Always. Yeah. Yeah. It's an energy exchange. There, you found some pictures here. Uh, aura camera. Yeah. Okay. And I think you can, you buy it and then you have the rights for it. And then you have to buy all the, because it takes special things you have to, but they maybe changed it now. I'm not, any, I'm not even more sure. It used to be like a camera and now it looks all like 21st century. They changed it so fast. Uh -huh. mm. Yeah, some people, you know, they try to set the color, right? Because every color has a meaning. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What's your favorite color? Mm, blue. Go blue. What does blue stand for? Well, if we're going to go with a chakra system, blue is the throat chakra. Okay. Which is about truth and self-expression. Oh. but there's a, <laughs> I don't know too much about more other meanings of blue. I'm sure there's many mm -hmm. uh, when you look into it, but that's what I got. Yeah. yeah I like that. Mm -hmm. Blue is the sky. That's right. Yeah. For us, right? Mm -hmm. Because we have those weird eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever thought about this? Like colorblind people? You know, when they see a color and when they look at a painting, what they see instead of like the normal people, not the normal people, but the, people who are not <laughs> colorblind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have sometimes, I have a diff, I, I can't really always tell the difference between brown and green. Really? Like traffic light is no problem. I know this is green. Okay. But it's just <laughs> like there's a certain lightning, brown and green plays a trick on my eyes, right? And it's genetics, supposedly, and that's how it gets passed down. Uh-huh. And yeah, so if I look at a painting, I might see different things. Right. And other people see different things too. Mm -hmm. I find that fascinating. Mm. Do you know about the mantis shrimp? Mantis shrimp? Yeah. The no, mantis, no. The see. mantis is shrimp it? is the one and only creature in the world that has the ultimate eyeballs. The ultimate eyeballs. The ultimate eyeballs. They're because they see colors that we cannot see. Whoa. Human, we can process three channels of color, red, green, and blue, and the mantis shrimp, in, they can perceive 12 channels of colors. Wow. That's like the 12 dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> so what world are they seeing then? I know, right? I don't know what they see. Well, next life, I'm coming back. Did you see that article today on CBC News? They found something on the ocean's floor. Pull that up because we're talking about all kinds of stuff today. And I want you to tell me what you think it is. Uh, ocean floor. 
Yeah, why did where did these holes come from? Look at that. Hmm. It's they found it and they don't know what it is. And scroll down a little bit. There's more pictures because it almost looks like there. One more time, and it's and then look, scroll down a little bit more. So how deep is this? Is this this is on the like way, way down? down. Yeah, it's yeah. all the way on the bottom. And there you can see this in a pattern. Yeah, look, there's an A. You see the A, or is uh -huh. it just my color? Yeah, I see that. I okay. see that. Yeah, yeah, that could be coincidence. Uh -huh. Nobody knows, but it's probably not human-made. But they don't know where it's from. So there's a theory. You know, it could be an animal, right? Right. It's just like it thinks very mathematically. I got to make a hole here, and then another one <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah. But the theory that is against it is that it's usually an entrance hole for an animal wouldn't be that shape. Right. It would be different. Unless they were the shape of a small rectangle. Right. <laughs> what do you think it is? Man, I don't know. Okay. No idea. What do you think? Ooh. <laughs> There's a lot of theories, right? The um and I don't I don't want to stretch it too far and we don't have to talk about it, but you know the the US government they released some uh classified documents on UFOs, right? Mm -hmm. And they they what it says in the end is they cannot explain it and they don't know who it is, but it's not them. Right. That's what they say. So and you know there have been many reports of things coming out of the water and going into the water. So I don't know. So you're saying that you you're saying you think it's an alien then. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying well, I it, don't know what it is. But it it's definitely not I, human made. It it could be, but who is down there and makes those holes? And the, because it's all the way on the bottom, right? Look up where they what their location is specifically. It says on top somewhere in the article. Um the the voyage to the rich 2022 between the at on the Atlantic Ocean floor last month. <sighs> yeah, so I don't know. It's one thousand five hundred meters deep. Well, okay, that could be. I don't know. That's submarines can't go that down that far, right? Yeah, yeah. but but why make holes? And then <laughs> yeah, and then somebody else finds it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's many things we cannot explain, mm -hmm. right? Ex you know, people. You know, we can talk about chakras, but some people say that's bullshit. For sure. Right? Or energy. I feel energy when I talk to people. Right? I feel it, but I know when it's an exchange. I know when it's a giving and a taking. Mm -hmm. You know, when it's like when you, it can be draining sometimes too. For sure, man. Yeah, it yeah, changes yeah. you. Mm -hmm. And you sometimes you don't even know. And then you come home and you're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how how do you stay grounded? Is that the right word? Grounded, or how do you uh, protect your energy? Maybe you're asking, or okay, is that is that what you're looking for? Or? <sighs> Hypothetically, in like what I came across in the is it metaphysics? I don't know. You know, energy is always there, mm -hmm. and energy is accessible for everyone. Mm -hmm. And we are all energy. So hypothetically, then, you know, you don't need to protect your energy. Right. Why? Hypoth uh, because you said how you protect your energy. Mm -hmm. Because there's always energy to channel. Right. Right. But you, but you just said that you could 
be completely drained from a conversation and have your energy right. taken from you. So what happens there? What do you think? Hmm. Well, that person's taking more of your energy than you're, and you're not able to, to hold it. You're, you've lost, you've lost it to them. You've given it to them because you're, I, I, yeah, I couldn't really tell you exactly what the key there is. Hmm. Is it, did you yeah. read the book uh, Cel Celestine? What is it? Celestine Prophecy. Yeah, I did. did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you read the? They did another one and another one afterwards, right? I think I got through almost all of them. Uh, one of the last ones I didn't read, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Great book. The Shambhala one, right? Yeah, Shambhala. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, you believe in Shambhala? You don't have to answer if you don't want believe to. Believe in Shambhala. Uh, like creating anything from the mind mm -hmm. that we get there eventually? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. It's um it's a deep concept though. It is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Really. <laughs> in the in the book, uh it goes like, you know, ultimately the person or the main actor or whoever they, they made a movie out of it too. Did you watch that movie? Didn't know. Okay. Was it good? Uh, the first it was alright. Okay. It was alright. Better than like, you know, I watched what did what did I watch and I didn't like it at all. Nanya. Oh, yeah. I read the book and then I watched the movie and I was out of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the concept of this idea is, you know, that you ultimately spiritually, we all know the mind is powerful. Mm -hmm. And then if manifestation, we do it. Many people do it now. Yes. In yeah. sport, mm -hmm. you must do it too. For sure. We all do it. And in the book, they take it a step further where, you know, it's almost like a 3D printer. Your mind turns into a 3D printer, if I translate it really weirdly. Right, right. You can create things out of thin air and then it becomes reality. Mm. It's a concept I believe in, but to do that, you have to completely eradicate all your belief systems about the way the world works, which is a lot of work and yeah. very difficult, but... I believe it's possible mm -hmm. we could all get there, but how is another story. It's yeah. a long path. It's mm -hmm. crazy too, because some people are interested in this and some people are interested in that. There's this theory that to change uh, a behavior, I'm relating this to an experiment, you know, when brain waves they become all similar when you're in big stadium. All the fans, they go to a stadium and then ultimately they all become one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Emotions, brain waves. they t did a test on that. Uh, I lost my train of thought. But if you, because here we are, we talk about this. And, you know, I believe in this and I'm really honored to talk about it with you. And some, there are other people, they say, no, I just want to go and have a good burger right now. And I'm good. Mm -hmm. Right? Because we all are in a different path. And it's like, there's this theory that the more people are in this direction, they pull the other people along, but it has to be a certain percentage and then it flips over. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know about that experience with the monkeys and the potatoes? No. Okay, so there's three islands, mm -hmm. actually two islands. The monkeys cannot swim. 
they can't go from one island to another and there there's a distance between it they cannot communicate like f how we can mm -hmm. so the scientists feed them potatoes and they throw them in the sand so they are sandy potatoes and then one monkey after a while on island a washes them they put us in the water and then, then they are salty potatoes and there's no more sand that's kind of nice and as soon as a certain percentage of monkeys did that on that island, the other island learned that too. It's just, you know, it's just, it's just happened. It's wild, man. It's crazy. You but can't explain not. it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What well, you can't explain it except for with shared consciousness. Yes, mm -hmm. I think so too. You know, we we can't we can't comprehend it, maybe, mm -hmm. but we feel it. Would you say that's for sure yeah 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 that's such an interesting concept and it it's this uh that i love that that you when a certain amount of people start thinking a certain way at there's a there's like a switch point yes it is and then a, so it's this battle of good and evil light and dark mm -hmm. or you know material wanting to eat potato, potato chips and watch sports or wanting to figure out what this life's all about and how to become happy. Yeah. Which one wins out? Right. Do you believe in good and bad? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Polar. There's, there's opposites in this world. There's good, bad, dark, mm -hmm. light, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Okay. And then when you, when you sit at that tree, right in Vancouver, do you use that tree? Like as I'm in the meditation, do you channel? Do you tap into a tree? Hmm. <laughs> I wish I could tap into a tree. No. Um. I mean, I'm sharing that space with the tree. Uh, I'm aware that it's there, and it's aware that I'm there. Mm. You could say. Uh, am I able to become go into the some sort of dimension where I become? aware that there's a deeper connection between me and that tree no mm. no I've, uh, i'm familiar with like meditation things where you know you sit next to a tree and you you project yourself mm. some people say like trees are like antennas mm -hmm. right uh and you could connect to them mm. that way i don't know yeah i mean at the trees are very foundational in many spiritual practices even the name of my brand bodhi bodies is named after the Bodhi tree, which the Buddha reached enlightenment under. Ooh, uh, look at that, Jordan. How does that tree look? Is it like a, is it like a, a tail or like a, or is it an actual tree? It's an actual tree. Okay. Yeah, you can, you can visit it in Bodh Gaya in India. Oh, wow. And I've been there twice. So that's like with the Vikings, they have the tree too, right? They What's have what tree? tree and what do they have? Is it the tree, of the tree of life? I know what you're talking about, the realm tree kind of thing. Where yeah. There's different kinds of realms. There's very similar stories in different cultures about a tree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, what was the, the name of the tree again? Bodhi tree. Bodhi tree. Yeah. B-O-D-H-I. Mm. B-O-D-H-I. You've been there twice? Yeah, yeah. And now they've built this big temple around it. Uh, and it's this big monument. I was so disappointed when I first went because I went to India to meditate and... Uh, Wow. I'm going to go to Bodh Gaya where the Buddha recent enlightenment and sit under the tree. Mm. 
And then I got there and there's thousands of people and this is a big monument. You got to pay $10 at the door. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like Lake Louise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Uh -huh. Yeah. I, I, when we went to Lake Louise for the first time, we always saw the pictures. And then we went there when they were building the Fermont. <laughs> and it's like there were so many tourists. And uh -huh. we took the picture, and but you wouldn't be able to tell. Right. But I didn't feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It creeped me the fuck out. Probably more comfortable at some random lake uh, in Thunder Bay, right? Exactly. Yeah. So the trees, do they know how old that tree is? Well, I th they this is the tree in uh, in Bodh Gaya is a descendant of the tree. So I think they, mm. whether they took a clipping at some point, but I don't think it's an actual, because the Buddha was around, uh, well, was it 3,000 years ago or something? Yeah, 500 yeah. BC. Yeah. E. Oh, yeah, attained enlightenment. Wow. So you will, that's reincarnation, right? What do you mean reincarnation? Like that religion? Do they believe in reincarnation, right? They do, yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you believe in that? I do. Okay. Mm hmm. Mm. I watched this movie. It's the one with the airplanes. They made that out of the cars. You know that car movie with like uh, lightning for the kids? Oh. Um, oh it was okay. like big a couple of years back. And they made him spin on it with airplanes. Okay. okay. And they had a race and one was in India. And you know how they, tra and then all the cows in India were tractors. <laughs> so there were fields of tractors. And they, related that in that movie it's interesting how they do that sometimes you know where they like take things and then they, they translate them in a different language for kids mm -hmm. interesting because the cow was a holy animal right the cows are very holy in india yeah mm -hmm. because they believe you come back as a cow no oh, no okay. well, uh, the cow's mother uh, uh it goes way back in the religion um to their their beliefs and their gods and their and what the cows are doing at that point for their gods. And even, I'm sure there is a god that's a cow in India. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think there's a thousand million god, different gods in India. So, uh, yeah, uh, the cows are very holy. Um, they use them for everything. And you'll walk around the streets in India and you, there's just cows everywhere. And literally, you don't, you don't even know, next thing you know, you're standing beside a cow and it's reaching up and licking your face or mm -hmm. trying to eat your... Uh, your beard. <laughs> That's right. I used to have a beard like you or bigger. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. What did ha what happened? Oh, yeah. Cut it off. Really? <laughs> Worst decision in my life. <laughs> I miss that thing. Yeah. yeah but you know, Four years growth. sometimes people cut their hair because it's a change in their, in their life, right? And mm -hmm. it represents uh, physically in your appearance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, that's essentially what happened. It was when I was coming back to Canada after being gone for... Almost five years traveling. Wait, where did you go? All over? All over, yeah. I left. I, I thought I was going for maybe six months. Wow. Uh, I went to India to do yoga and meditation. And then I kept going. Went to Australia for two years and a working holiday. And then I was just teaching yoga everywhere I went. Uh, learning, growing, traveling, mm -hmm. hitchhiking. Let's talk about this. Yeah. So you packed your bags mm -hmm. and went to New Del Delphi? New Delhi, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's where everybody arrives, right? And the, I arrived at two in the morning, not knowing where I was. First time in a foreign country. How many bags? Ah, oh, just one big rucksack. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, fifty liters. 
50, I think. Yeah, I think it was 50. Something, 50, something around there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the first thing that happens to me, I get, take a taxi. Taxi driver says, sir, I don't know where your hotel is. I'll take you here. My friend will help you. <laughs> he wasn't a friend. This guy scammed me out of all my money. Oh, no. So I ended up uh, taking, buying this trip around India from this guy. I had no choice, actually. It was either that or go out into the slums of Delhi. Uh, Damn. But somehow it was exactly what I needed. Yes. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Did that take you long to realize? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. A lot of anger, a lot of resentment. But in the end, it was exactly what I wanted. So you went like into the uh, back country? In India? Yeah. Or like, did you stick to big cities? Um, more big cities. Ended up some villages, small small villages in the Himalayas. Um, oh. Stayed with a, gyp a gypsy family in the Himalayas for wow. three, four weeks. Interesting life they live. Yeah. How did that make you feel? Hmm. Privileged. Mm. Really? Uh, but lucky, lucky to be there, but also privileged in the life that I've lived. They work nonstop all day long, preparing for winter. It's crazy. And living and just their whole life is just based on. But then at the same time. They're super happy. Yeah. Why is that? Simplicity, man. Uh -huh. Less to worry about. There's no. All they have to worry about is just providing for their family and being there for each other. Cooking, having Cooking, good food. Cook, eat, have chai. Yeah. Tea. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's it. Latte, right? Chai tea you have like milk? That's right, yeah. Yeah. So good. That's good stuff. Tea, eh? Do you drink coffee at all? No. I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you can you can really try to be perfect in anything, but you also I also want to enjoy life. Mm -hmm. And you know everything in moderation? To some degree. Okay. Yeah, not stretching. <laughs> right? Not stretching. Well, no, I mean, not like hard drugs in moderation. Maybe it would be a bad idea. I don't know. Right. Yeah, on I'm the not person. talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do but that. But no, I, I, I hear you 100%. I think uh, I've been through periods of you know, renunciation and giving up everything and trying to live on nothing and mm. uh, Minimalist. eating very little and having very few clothes. And right. in the end, uh, the true renunciation isn't letting go of all this stuff and living this perfect life. It's how we view all the things we have. Are we attached to them? Is it, mm -hmm. do we need them? Or is it, we're just, are we being used by them or we're we using them? Essentially okay. is what it comes down to. Ah, are they tools or are they using us? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Mm. So are you attached to material things? course yeah yeah uh is it true it's yeah to some degree but i'm also probably less attached than the average many, person many who hasn't people. spent five years uh deep into yoga and meditation yeah. i truly think i do not own anything you know yes i bought stuff here but it's like i if i feel like i renting it i feel like i'm using it and it's never really mine and I've come to that conclusion about two, three months ago. Do you feel you own your body? Or is it just a rental too? The body here right now is my vessel. Mm -hmm. And I'm in charge of it. And I need to make sure that I stay in the best possible shape. 
because I want to be able to do things with my kids. Yeah, that's the motivation, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. lifting them. And I'm up, like, I, I always had that drive to, working out keeps me in balance too. Big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, it's just like, it's not a feeling of alive, but also a feeling of, I, I almost feel like I, I feel that I'm extending my life. It's, it feels funny, but I, I can feel my bone on, like I can feel my muscle on my bones. And you know, when the blood gets there, I feel really good. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel it. I feel it too, man. It's the, there's something that happens in pushing our bodies to the extreme and building up stronger that it makes you feel alive, makes you feel good. And science proves, and anecdotally, we see people who do this live a long time and they live happily because they can actually go places and do things when they're old and when they're retired, not just breaking down by 65 and, and having knee replacements and all the diabetes and everything else that comes along with mm -hmm. living a life where we don't care about these bodies. Right. Mm. Yeah. Do you feel like you own things then or no? Or you feel like more like you rent them while you're here? I like that. Uh, I don't actually think about it often, but, and it is easy to get sort of attached to things yeah. and to start tricking yourself into thinking it's all really important and I need to get this, I need to get that. And if I don't do this, I'm, I'm going to not be able to do this. And it's this constant feeling of not enough and needing to do more, uh, which is very much our culture of constantly needing to strive for more and more and more, needing more possessions, needing more uh, money, more yeah. success. And uh, so it's easy to get trapped in that game. And I, I, I come back and forth. Uh, it's easy to come back for me now and say what's really important and then what's happening in this moment in my body. Who do I love? Where are they? What, what's That's what's important. You know? Yes. Jordan, can you pull up uh, Joe Rogan on Instagram? He did it. He shared a reel the other day, <clears throat> and it's it speaks about. It shows everything. Some people think about what life is about. You scroll down a little bit. They are that one with the money in the middle on the right. Yeah, play that. And that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's life. Yeah. That's that's so accurate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's crazy. So how do we? How did you end up where you are right now? Like, what what did take you to that step to say, mm -hmm. I'm moving now and I want to learn who I am in the, on that journey? Five six years, right? You went. Mm -hmm. I know you didn't sign up for that ultimately at the beginning, but you know it took you. Yeah. Like that's not a lot of people do that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Just to go to India, it was, uh, somehow spirituality came into me early. Like I was 20 and I did my first 10 day. Like through meditation. your parents? No, just through, uh, <laughs> I found a meditation, my first meditation course through, do you know Weezer? Weezer? No. The band? No. I'm a, uh, I'm probably, I heard about it. You, you, I'm sure you know them. Anyway, the, the lead singer has a, had a MySpace page and it, he does meditation and he posted a link to meditation on there. Okay. So I clicked there, signed up for his course, did meditation and then never did it again for five years, but there was a seed mm -hmm. and there was a knowing that this isn't what it's all about. And 
what is happiness? It's not all this material stuff. There's something inside of me that I need to discover to be happy uh, or let go of in order to be happy. And then somehow things just started to align. Signs are coming to me. India read a book, The Razor's Edge by Somerset Maham. In that book, there's five characters. Every character gets what they want in the book. One person wants money. One person wants success. One person wants family. One person wants social fame. The one person wants happiness. They all get what they want. We get what we seek. And the person who wants happiness, he goes to India and has this journey and, and reaches some stage of enlightenment. And uh, I read this, but then I kind of forgot about it. And then at Christmas time, before I left, my brother asked me, what do you want to do with your life? And I said, without even thinking about it, no planned anything, I said, I want to go travel. He said, where? I said, India. Like it was just something that came to me in that moment out of nowhere. And then that was it. And I decided I went. That was it. Was and it then, easy? Uh, somehow it was. It was just like everything in my life led me to that point of wanting to let go of my current life and see what else is out there. See what, what is this meditation path? What is yoga? Mm. And what does it mean to walk down that path? And so I went. When did you decide to leave India? When? Um, so <laughs> let me rephrase this. When did, uh, because you know, you, we always think we are in control, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you decide it or was it decided for you? <laughs> you could say it was decided for me. Um, so recap my travels, uh, India, six months, Australia, two years. And then by land from Vietnam to India took me a year, wow. um, motorbikes and trains and boats and everything. And then, um, India for 13 months, the second time. Uh, oh, so you went back. Uh, I went back yeah. the whole time I left. It was, I'm going back, I'm buying a motorbike mm -hmm. and I'm going to ride. Yes. <laughs> so I rid into the Himalayas, my bike, and then Is I there pictures of this somewhere. Uh, no, if you go on my personal Instagram, but it might be private. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's okay. Our you, you show me after. Yeah. I'll show you after. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, about six months into that second trip, I met, or my, my friend at that point, now my fiance oh. came out to India to visit me Wow! and we fell in love, spent 10 days riding my bike through the Himalayas and it was magical really. Right. Wow. Um, what a story, special time in my life in our time in our life together. And, um, so she came back a little bit later that year and we spent six months traveling together and then COVID hit at the very end. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and, uh, so we flew back to Thunder Bay, actually my first time here. Because she's from here. She is from here. Dad okay. lives here. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, okay. because you, what you said you moved here, right? That's right. Yeah. From Vancouver. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So How do you like it? I love the summer. Mm -hmm. uh, That's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The summer's great. Yeah. If it was, uh, eight months of this, it'd be great. But, um, mm. the winter's okay. Uh, I'm getting, it's a, it's an adjustment from living five years in uh, tropical places, <laughs> everlasting summer to, <laughs> That's crazy. to six months of sun Thunder Bay winter. Yeah. yeah it's nothing. <laughs> no. I wonder sometimes how the trees grow here. Right. It's so short. <laughs> Everything comes back and it's like, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. man? Like, and we forget about it. Life too. around. Wow. Yeah. That's coming quick.
<laughs> Don't remind me. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> wow. Okay. And now here you did you you are the founder then, right? You did Body Body Bodies Wellness. That's right. So as I was traveling, I had this vision to start to come back because before I left, I was working as a strength coach, kinesiologist. Ah, okay. And then went to study yoga. And then as I was traveling, I had this vision to combine the two, form a holistic fitness company that offers strength training, yoga, breath, meditation. Uh, so I came back and I started this company, Body Bodies Wellness, and uh, been building for about a year now mm -hmm. in Thunder Bay. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Very inspiring. Mm, thank you. Can you pull up his Instagram, please? There we go. Become strong and flexible in body and mind. That's right. That's the slogan. How would you start people off? Like, because everybody has a different base, right? Everybody starts from wherever they are. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some, some people, I view it, the body is the way through a lot of things. So somebody might start and they're not interested in anything to do with spirituality, meditation, breath, yoga. So we do strength. I teach them how to move their body, how to get stronger. Maybe that's, a, that's where they end and they just learn how to be strong in the body. And mm. that's cool. But maybe one day I start introducing some yoga to them and little by little, they start to understand more and more what it means to be mindful. Then they're into breathing and then they're into breath. I want to create that whole all-encompassing program for people, but mm -hmm. meeting them where they are is where it starts. Some people, it starts just on the ground, learning how to to move your spine, mm -hmm. learning how to breathe into your belly, actually. Yeah, there's different forms of breathing, right? For sure. And we yeah. Most people breathe not correctly, I guess. You're right, yeah. A lot of people are breathing through their mouth, which is really wrong or really damaging to the system really actually yeah there's a difference in also the amount of o2 we take in right through the nose is higher than through the mouth yeah yeah um o2 and uh no2 mm. so nitric oxide um it is a potent vasodilator and it creates essentially creates a situation in the body where we're more primed to be able to absorb op oxygen and be functioning on a much higher level mm. mm -hmm. So you do exclusively nose breathing in your exercises? Uh, up to a certain point. I probably go a lot further along in heart rate before mo with nose than most people would. But at a certain mm. point, it's actually better to, to switch to, to mouth if you're looking for performance, peak performance. Right? Uh, okay. Yeah, like once you're getting into your zone yeah. four, zone five heart rate uh, yeah. zones, it's pretty hard. Do you know your VO2 max? Uh, not anymore, no. I knew it when I was... Uh, in, in in university we did okay. those tests but it was what like was it 55 nice yeah that's good uh -huh. yeah gavin does this now right yeah he does yeah have you yeah. done it with him me no oh, yeah. i've been out of training for three months what i'm gonna train a little bit more and then i'm gonna set the record <laughs> <laughs> you have been training for three months or you i have not what happened i i was running 10 miles a day every day uh -huh. and then i got sick for a week and i didn't run and then I moved uh -huh. and it all got fucked up. So when, so starting again, when? I started with routine to be effective again a couple of days ago. Cool. Good for you. Uh, routine really helps. Uh, yeah, it's everything. It's like, it's funny how it's easier if you have a set time, you need to get things done. Mm -hmm. 
Do you, you plan out your day then? Right. Hour by hour? Or? Do I? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I have to go to work, right? And then, you know, at lunchtime, instead of eating, I work out. Nice. Because I don't have time. And then at night, I usually do podcast. And then if I can, in between, I squeeze in another out workout in. Nice. Yeah, I try to. And I found this assault bike now. Have you tried I it? saw that on your feed. Yeah, yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have one of those at Thrive, uh, yeah. the gym I work at. Yeah. The first time I rode on the rowing machine, I felt the same way as sitting on that bike this week for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> I was rowing maybe for five minutes. I was like, <sighs> but, you know, I talked to somebody and he would he would be on the salt bike for five minutes max, and then he gets off, and then they would scramble with another guy, and who just had was five minutes on there too. But scramble what? Like just scramble around like GZ two stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then get back on the bike after. Mm -hmm. Like you can really, it's 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 stressful. It's it puts you in a position where you you become weak. Oh yeah. That all out, <laughs> all out exercise, man. You're just like on the verge of puking. Just <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah. But you, with yoga, you don't puke, right? <laughs> Actually, uh, there is a yoga cleansing practice where every morning you drink six cups of warm salt water, and then mm. it comes you, out. Right? You puke it all up. Yeah, ah, it's a cleansing yeah. for the mm -hmm. for the intestines. Yeah. I I read about that. Yeah, yeah. Some people do that with the salt water. Yep. Mm -hmm. Do you drink uh, LMNT for your sodium? I don't do LMNT necessarily. I just have, I just put salt in my water. Good. Yeah. yeah. First thing in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Because you sweat a lot. Yeah. I teach hot yoga. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How hot does it get? It's like sauna temperature? 100, 100, yeah. 100 plus. Like Fahrenheit? Yeah. Fahrenheit. Yeah. Not, not quite that? sauna and sauna. Fair. Not quite a. Uh, the sauna temperature, but mm. 104 to, up to 104 is the max we get usually in the studio. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. It's too much. Yeah. I don't mm. really like it. How long is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather teach in a cold room, to be honest. Yeah. You really? Uh, oh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, it, no, it, uh, for me, it takes away from yoga a little bit. Uh, yeah. We lose our breath, uh, become gassed, and start breathing and huffing and puffing mm -hmm. a lot of the students. So, uh, yeah. 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 For each their own, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I get it. I get why people like it. You open up your body faster, get a really good workout. Uh, mm -hmm. but Plus, that's 40 degrees. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. 26 pulls at 40 degrees in the 70s. Okay. Ah. Wow. But no one likes Bikram Yoga anymore. Yeah. Oh, he was a bad guy, right? He got exposed. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. What, did they make a movie out of him? Uh, Netflix. Yeah, uh, they thing. did, yeah, eh? Yeah, yeah. I think I watched it. Yeah. I think I did. Huh. <sighs> what else can I ask? I could ask about, like, um, you know, if you believe in reincarnation, then, you know, there's a purpose to life, right? For sure. Yeah. What do you... Well... This might be very personal, but, like, you know, what do you think your purpose of life is? And you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. It's totally fine. <laughs> well, it's such a big question because it mean, is. It's, uh, it's not something that to have a one set defined purpose. I don't know if I don't know if I believe we have a purpose. Um, Interesting. I think it's it's sim it's a uh, to say we have one set purpose is it's limiting because I think it's 
moment to moment purposes. It's a, uh, it's changing constantly. It can it's, change too, right? Your path that, can change. If your path can change, depending on what choices you make and, and where you are, your purpose can be completely different. At this moment, my purpose is being a good father. My purpose is, is helping the people I see in my immediate life. Um, but five years, four years ago, my purpose was to, to be a nomad traveling yoga teacher who woke up every morning at five and meditated on a beach and did yoga for two hours. And then crazy. <laughs> and that was, that was the, the extent of my, uh, mm. of my purpose really to just be in that state and learning about yoga and meditating and meeting people on the way. So what did you master in those years? Hmm. I don't think I mastered anything. I think I'm, it's, it's constant work, but I, I improved a lot in how to have discipline, daily practice of yoga every day for four years, really. I mean, maybe the, the odd couple of days off here and there, but Christmas, right? <laughs> Just for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Christmas, no yoga, every other day yoga. Yes. <laughs> um, discipline, learning how to control my mind, learning how to understand my emotional states, And instead of being reactive, being responsive. Ah, uh -huh. So that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's going from, it's learning how to be actually in your body. And actually in the past year and a half, having a kid now learning more and more how to be uh, aware of what's happening inside and not letting that, oh, something happens, it causes something in me. Do I immediately react right. or do I feel what's happening, understand what it is and respond with care and understanding? Yeah, kids are masters of bringing out your true emotions, mm -hmm. you know, because they push all your buttons. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they are your best teachers, I think. The, the ultimate teacher is your child or your kids because they can teach you so much about yourself, you know, constantly. Truer words never spoke. Yeah, mm -hmm. can couldn't agree more, man. Yeah, and it's it's tough. It's not always easy for nope. me. For me, neither. And then, and you realize if you don't, if you lose it in that moment, if you're not understanding of them, and you get angry or whatever, and they're affected by it, mm -hmm. and they don't understand exactly where that's coming from or why you're doing that, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of responsibility. Mm. It's very true, and they're so forgiving too. For sure. Yeah. Do Unconditional you love? Do you reset every day? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Morning meditation. What tried for evening, evening meditation. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you shut off your phone? Are you on your phone a lot? Too much. You probably. So? Yeah, yeah. Running a business. Um, mm, you have to, right? And just getting sucked into it, you know, the way it is with phones these days. You have your social medias, you click, and then all of a sudden, 20 minutes later, it's where have I gone? What have I done? So, no, I'm... I'm, I'm right with everybody else in the world <laughs> yeah. addicted to the phone. Is that maybe what it's about? Like having your life along this path that we are at now and making the best out of it? To some degree, man. Uh, there's a lot of acceptance that I've had to have coming back to this kind of life, back to the Western world, mm -hmm. back to the responsibilities of this world and being a homeowner, being working again full, full time and, and right. being responsible for, um, for my family. Right. And for me, uh, so there's a lot of acceptance of where I am, what I have to do and 
enjoying it and not uh it's moving from a place of i i have to do this to i get to do this how do you do that breathing Mm, okay (laughs) so i mean having being able to just have tools to tap in to at any time a slow long deep breath breathing in from the base to the crown of the head breathing out from the crown of the head back down to the base you can cleanse and feel completely renewed in a couple two or three long breaths in and out relax through your whole body so there's these skills we can learn through yoga through meditation through breath work that allow us to to reset our nervous system, to reset our whole body and mind, and then come back into a place of gratitude, appreciation, love, connection, and openness to our world. Mm-hmm. What happens to the body, like physically, when you do breathing? You slow down your heart rate. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You focus your mind. Slow down heart rate, focus mind, and... Well, it depends what kind of breathing you're doing, actually. You release... Re- I feel... <laughs> I don't think it's proven, but I, I could say that from my experience, you release emotions, you release things you're holding on to. Yeah. Uh, there's many levels of what what's happening with a physical practice that we do, yoga, breath mm-hmm. work. We could say we're moving from the physical to the energetic to the mental. Right. And then even there's a, there's other levels beyond that. Uh yeah. So it's it's moving on different levels. We we change our physical, but then it affects down the line as well. Yeah. yeah. People when they they everybody has emotions. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you get angry, then you your belly hurts. Right. Right? Potentially. Depends yeah. on the person. Yeah. yeah, everybody has like a different mm-hmm. My jaw hurts. Cheeks get all oh, uh, tense. Okay. Uh, yeah. Some angry. people just start to shake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some people can't talk anymore. Steam coming out the ears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's almost, it's, it's dangerous almost. For sure. Yeah. It's like yeah. emotions are so powerful on the body. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Like, <laughs> why do, does the body react to emotions so strongly? Is that the nervous system and the things that get released inside the body? There's... I don't know if I can answer that uh, with a with a evidence based answer. Mm. Uh, from my experience, why does why do emotions affect the body? We could say <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't got anything for you there. Um, as as things come in, they go into the brain, and then there's always a sensation in the body that goes along with that. No matter what's happening, everything that's happening creates something in our body. Emotions are just these pools, these uh, ga- these places where intense sensations gather around one particular type of experience that we're having. Mm. So everything's affecting us, but these emotions are like these hot spots. That like the chakras? You could say it's related. Uh, I don't think emotions and I don't think they're because you can block them, right? <laughs> like some people get them blocked. They do, yeah. So it's hard to know exactly what's happening with chakras because it's very subtle, energetic. But we say that emotion, that chakras can be blocked and certainly emotions are 
involved there when we have blocked chakras if your heart's blocked if your heart chakra is blocked there's no doubt some sadness uh, that's stored somewhere that's not allowing you to fully open up and love and connect to others mm. yeah i believe in that yeah mm. do you have to love yourself to love others yes okay when did you learn that hmm I don't know when there was, there wasn't an aha moment. Uh, it's been a gradual understanding that I've come to over a lot of years. Yeah. Tell me about an aha moment on your journeys. Like tell me a memory that made you like a goosebump moment, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it sounds weird because it wasn't even, it's nothing like I was on the top of a mountaintop and, uh, I saw the sunrise and then everything melted or anything like that. Uh, first thing that comes to my mind is it's, it's weird. It was, um, staying at a guest house and this this man helped me he uh he offered me to take he was the owner of the guest house and he offered to drive me on the back of his scooter to the to the bus and i got on the back of that scooter and i just i put my arms on his shoulders and man this guy was just full of love mm. somehow uh and i felt it through every it was just pure bliss and love through all of me and it wasn't like i was trying to experience this i was in a bad mood before i left i was traveling it was whatever not not bad mood but it was just average right and i got on this bike and i put my hand on the shoulder this guy gave me a helpful act loving act and somehow my whole body just seemed to turn into bliss goosebumps whatever you want to call it and it made me realize that it's it's in the little everyday experiences where some of the most profound realizations can happen uh, and the most profound experiences can happen if we just open ourselves up to what's happening in every single moment, we can be amazed at what's around us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you look people in the eyes and all the time when you go shopping <laughs> or do you, do you look to the ground and you just go through? Um, it's a bit of both, man. Sometimes mm -hmm. it depends on the, what I'm, where I'm, where I'm at really. Uh, if I'm in a hurry, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, run around through the grocery store without even thinking about who mm. just almost competing with the other people. Right. Um, but, uh, if I'm in my flow state, you could say of love and just not even, then there's, yeah, then there's that openness. There's that connection to others. And did you have dreams when you were younger that you, f you're falling towards, no. towards the earth? I, I had a dream when I was in meditation that I was falling down an elevator shaft and I was falling and falling. And just when I reached out to grab onto something and, and pull myself back up, they ring this bell in the morning at this, at the center and, and it was ringing and I heard this ring in my dream. And then I woke up and then <laughs> to this meditation bell. So, right. Yeah. Ah, do you have a dream where you can breathe on the water? No, I do not know. Why do you ask these things? This, that's like, I don't want to say it's common, but people have the same dreams sometimes. Uh -huh. There's sure. a lot of people who have dreams when they're younger, they fall. Uh -huh. You know, this is all theoretical stuff now, right? Let me throw this at you. Like some people believe that your body, you know, is here, but then you also have like, you can go out of body. Mm -hmm. Astral travel. Yeah, exactly. And you are connected with the silver line or something. Right, right. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And then, you know, you, when you come back, you you might not be aware what you're doing because you're you're not like really some people can train it some people can't some people don't believe it some people think it's bullshit 
whatever. But you know, you when the body connects back together, it's a feeling of falling because you go back down. Uh huh. That's why I, I wanted to ask if you had those dreams. No. Okay. No, not. Have you ever practiced? Like, where were you? No, uh, I didn't get too. I didn't, never got into it too much. Um, interesting stuff, though. Read a book by Jack London. Mm. Uh, he he wrote it about. It was about prisoners. Uh, a prisoner in. Uh, did you read the book? It's called the Star Rover. No, I did not read okay. the book, but I know when we are confined in a place that we can't leave, and it's small, the body's changing. Where you know don't know the correct words but your your ability becomes stronger in certain things right right yeah so the prisoner in this was in a straitjacket he's all he's all wrapped up and in a dark room for year for well, months at a time they, they just keep throwing him in this and eventually he learns how to astro travel and, and goes on all these journeys and, and through mm. his dip, through his past lives and and so i read that book and was interested but mm -hmm. never went through the the training the to leave the body. Do you have a like? Do you have a feeling sometimes you fall when you meditate? Hmm. No. Uh, you lay down or you sit all no, the time? No seated meditation mostly, unless okay. I'm doing yoga nidra, uh, which is like a, a sleeping meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. fall into sleep or you try to stay awake? Uh, you, yeah, you're right on the verge. Yeah. That that place right before sleep mm -hmm. and wakefulness, and then that's where you can start to uncover things from the unconscious or subconscious into consciousness. Do you see things? Yeah, you can. Colors, um, images. Mm, light balls? Light balls? Yeah, like things that come closer and then they go away again. Uh, no? No, no? No. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Have you? Yeah. Do you see things? Yeah. 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 Colors? Mm, sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. You know... I see things in the clouds too. It's funny, but you don't look at it, but then you can see it from the eye, from the side. And it looks like a big circle. Mm. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe it's just <laughs> like things in my eyeball. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know. But I was, you know, I was lucky that I was brought up in a family where my parents allowed me to, to be aware of the power of the subconsciousness mind. Mm -hmm. Wow, really? Yeah. Cool. So, you know, in a younger age, so, and that's, you think about that then. And you, you get connected to it. It's just that seed, just like you said earlier. Mm -hmm. And then it always stays with you. Yeah. And then who knows where it takes you. Right. Right. Once you're open and aware that maybe there's more mm -hmm. and I can uncover this if I want and then all of a sudden something comes on your path and before you know it, you're in India. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very, very good. So people, they can book you through Instagram? That's right. You can book their Instagram or my website, bodybodies.ca, but you'll find the link to that. Uh, it's right there. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. We put that in the description below because we are over the hour. Uh huh. Yeah, we are, right? Yeah, we rolled a good time. Nice. I I truly appreciate you talking about the journey. Thank you. You're you're um, I really respect and I admire how you answer questions. Uh, really good. Thanks, Michael. I, uh, yeah. 
I was just, I'm just here for the, uh, the intro you did. Mm. The, <laughs> okay. I'd come back over again and again, just to hear you do those ads, man. That was awesome. <laughs> Sounds good. You should talk in that voice the whole, the whole podcast. The whole podcast. Yeah. Then I can't, then, then my voice will be gone. Right. <laughs> yeah. But like the, the podcast is about you. Right. You know, and it's not about me. Mm. It's I really, I want you to be here and tell your stories. Thank you. I truly appreciate it. I'm really grateful. Thank you. Thank you. You you know, we should do this again. I'm in. Okay. Anytime. Yeah. Much, much appreciated. We're going to sign off. This is episode 272, 40 Bodies Wellness. Book him now. Get some hot yoga in. Do it. It's his favorite. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. Take care. Had a 